Thank you for tuning in to The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom. So I received a question from a viewer um, out in Canada, and their question was basically, how do you balance um, your normal behavior or just normal life and at the same time avoiding the triggers that cause you to stumble? So how do you balance um, avoiding the triggers and also being normal and not becoming a hermit, basically? Now, this one I totally get, and many of us do. When we're walking out of uh, same-sex attraction, when we're walking out of um, a homosexual lifestyle because we're following the tug of God in our lives, we really, especially if our lives were totally immersed in homosexuality, I'm talking about your friends were mostly gay, the places you went to were mostly LGBTQ, um, uh, things of that nature, right? And so when you're walking out of something, it seems like it doesn't, it's not that it seems like you're basically changing almost everything about who you've been over the past X amount of years, right? And you're trying to figure out how to not only navigate this life, but become that new person in Christ Jesus and still being who you are, right? A lot of times we feel as though by following God, we are letting go totally of who we are as a person. And that's not true. I feel like when we finally come to Christ, we are really beginning to understand who we are as a person. It's who God has created us to be. He is the one that created us. So who better to dictate who we are um, than, the, than the author who formed us. Not only that, but also I want to let you know that by walking with God, it does not mean that you're going to totally let go of who you are as a person before you came to Christ. Um, you're going to become better, most definitely, but the same attributes that kind of make you you you're funny, you're outgoing, maybe you're kind of uh, reserved in some areas, whatever those little things are, you're still going to be you. But those negative things that have shaped you, those things are going to be pulled away. So last week we spoke about our flesh and how we need to kill our flesh or our flesh will kill us. This week we're going to talk about how to walk in um how to walk by the spirit of God. What does that look like? How do we get to that place to where we're actually walking in the spirit of God and we're no longer uh, following the desires of our flesh? And so by doing that, we're going to hit up Galatians. The whole chapter uh, five of Galatians is phenomenal, but we're just going to hit up a few verses. All right. So we're going to start off with chapter one. I'm sorry. Verse one, chapter five, verse one. It says this. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Easier said than done, right? Let's read again. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. So let's hit up the first part of this verse. It basically says that God has set us free. So 
you've dedicated your life to Christ. You've said, okay, I'm going to follow Christ. You've, you've, you've totally sold out for, um, um, well, let's take it a step back. A lot of times when we come to Christ, we aren't necessarily sold out just yet. Some of us are, and that's awesome. But for other people, it's step by step, okay? So you've come to Christ. You've said, you know what? I'm going to follow Christ to the best of my ability. I want him to be my everything, and I want to die to my, to my flesh. I want to be sold out for Christ. So we do that. Boom. We are set free. But the problem is many of us do not feel as though we're set free. Why? We're still burdened down. We're still struggling with our flesh. So that's one battle that many people face. It's the, we're set free because the Bible says we're set free, but I don't feel set free because I'm struggling with all this stuff that's going on around me and within me. So then we question our freedom in Christ. We question our salvation. Are we even really saved? Are we even really set free? Yes, you are. But you need a bit of help. Um, you need some help walking out of that thing. You need some clarity on what all of this means. So let me help you out, okay? One, you are set free, okay? But you are still going to struggle with your flesh. When it says that we are set free, okay, it means that we are set free spiritually. That's something that we have to understand. So spiritually, our spirit being is no longer um, um, captive to the enemy. But now that those, those chains have been broken and we are now free to serve Christ, we are free to to, to become who God has called us to be. We are free to do what he's called us to do. And a part of that spiritual freedom is being able to see with our spiritual eyes. And what I'm, what I mean by that is really beginning to understand and see truth, truth for what it is. This spiritual freedom isn't something I could sit here and talk to you about this over and over again about truth when it comes down to the truth about sin and 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 how our minds have just been blinded to 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 the enemy's tactics to where we think we know stuff we think we understand things but it's really the enemy that's kept us bound and just confused right so the life that we used to live and we thought that it was okay we thought that it was um freedom we thought that it was a form of freedom was actually a form of slavery and bondage to the enemy that kept us um, under his thumb, that kept us trapped in this cycle of negativity, whatever that negativity is, whether it's depression, worry, anxiety, frustration, guilt, shame, condemnation, not only that, but separation from God, separation from an eternity with Christ Jesus. And so when, when we talk about seeing with, with our spiritual eyes, it's having that aha moment. I had that aha moment when it came down to drinking. That aha moment, before the aha moment, it was, well, the Bible says that, you know, you just don't get drunk, so all good. But I had this conviction that I, Jessica, should not drink. Doesn't mean that you can't drink, but God was telling me, 
I cannot drink. Not good for me, right? But then I always kind of battled with that. I was like, well, I maybe could just have one and I would. I maybe could just have two and I would. So I'm like, well, what's the big deal? But I saw why God was telling me that it was not okay for me to do that. Because that was a gateway into other sins, into other entanglements that the enemy wanted to wrap me up in. Not only did I know that because the Spirit of God told me, but he opened my eyes to those things. I could see the demonic oppression that would come in when I would allow myself to do things that I thought was okay to do. And so when we are able, when we allow ourselves to see with our spiritual eyes the things that God is calling us to see, and I've told you guys this before about like if you've seen The Matrix, this tells your age, whatever, but The Matrix where, you know, um, dude is offered uh, one pill to open your eyes to the truth, other pill go back to sleep and go back to life as you think you know it to be, right? He opens his eyes, he takes that pill that opens his eyes and boom, he realized that the world he lived in wasn't the real world. It was this constructed world that was being manipulated by outside forces. It's kind of like that, guys. When you are able to see with your spiritual eyes, when you continue to follow God and push forward towards the thing of the, the, the things of God, God will open your mind and open your eyes to the supernatural things that's going on and you will see what's really behind that desire for you to do this thing. What's really behind that, 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 that thought that keeps you depressed or bound. And it's always the enemy. It's always demonic forces that's coming to steal, kill, and destroy. So how are we free in Christ? We're free because we can now be free spiritually. We're now free spiritually to do what God has called us to do, to be who God has called us to be, and to see the things that God is asking us, desiring us, wanting us to see. So let's keep going forward. Verse 16 through 18. So I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But, but if you are led by the spirit, but if you are led by the spirit, but if you are led by, if you follow the spirit, you are not under the law. Let's go on to 19. The acts of the flesh are obvious they're obvious. What is it? Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you as I did before. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this, 
those who live like this, those who live like this will not, will not, will not inherit the kingdom of God. So how do we walk by the spirit? That's the question. How do we walk by the spirit? It says, if we walk by the spirit, then, well, how do we walk by the spirit? What does that even mean? The Holy Spirit is the advocate that Jesus sent to lead us. So when Jesus was here and he was walking with the disciples, when he was teaching and preaching the gospel to thousands of people, right? He was there and people followed him. They followed him into the ways of God. But he said, I'm going to leave and send you the advocate because if I do not leave, you won't have the advocate. So I'm going to go and send you the advocate so that the advocate can be with you wherever you are to do what I'm doing here on this earth, to teach you, to lead you and to guide you. So what is the Holy Spirit's role in our life? What is the advocate's role in our life? The advocate is there for us to teach us, to remind us, to convict us of all sin. The advocate lives on the inside of us. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us, gives us revelation, wisdom, and power to do what God has called us to do, to walk in the authority of Christ Jesus. The advocate, the Holy Spirit is there to guide us into all truth to give us spiritual gifts. What are these different spiritual gifts? Um, to, to prophesy, right? To, to, to give a, a revelational knowledge. There's so many different spiritual gifts that, that the Holy Spirit wants to give to us, right? Um, we all may receive one or two gifts, right? We all can speak in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit, um, which Ephesians 3 asks us to do. It was Ephesians 6, sorry. Um, Uh, where it talks about the full armor of God. And then at the end of it, it says, in everything, pray in the spirit, right? So we could pray in the spirit. And what does that do? That is the Holy Spirit interceding for us, praying for us, the things that we don't even know what else to pray. So we pray in our own natural language. I pray in in English, but then after a while, I don't even know what else to say. But I will sit there and pray in the spirit. I will pray in the spirit and the Holy Spirit is interceding for me, praying those things that I do not know to pray. What else does the Holy Spirit do? He helps us in our weaknesses. The Bible says that there's always a way out, but do we take it? Not all the time, but there's always a way of escape, always. So when you find yourselves walking into that trap and you know you're walking into the trap and you're just like, hey, just a little bit, I'm just gonna walk a little bit. And then we're like, man, this is bad. There's a way of escape. Do we take it? Do we book and run, go the other way? Or do we say, nah, I'm arresting this. That's up to us. But God always provides a way of escape. The Holy Spirit intercedes for us and makes us new, makes us new. This is not a figure of speech. Like the Holy Spirit makes us new from the inside. The way we used to think, the way we used to believe uh, uh, about other people, about ourselves, he makes us new. Um, Our temperament, he makes us new. I am not who I used to be because God is, is making me new, 
right? I've There's so much stuff I need to still work on, but my alcohol abuse, God has made me new. My nasty attitude, God has made me new. Still making me new, okay? <laughs> my 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 lust, God is making me new. There's there's so much stuff to where I used to be, let's say, a ten on the Richter scale with lust and 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 pornography and all of these things. It was a ten, right? I was out there doing it. Don't even care, doing it. Now those things have come all the way down to like a two or one or some of them zeros, which is good. Amen. God is making us, continually making us brand new. And he gives us the ability to produce good fruit. To produce good fruit. So as God makes you new, as you allow him to make you new, you begin to produce good fruit. What comes out of you is everything of God. What pours out of you is love and joy and peace. And your temperament is so much better. And 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 you just love people who don't love you, right? And you just share the gospel and you exude Jesus Christ. You are producing the fruit that God has called you to produce. You are becoming who God has called you to become. And you are seeing as God is wanting you to see. So how do we balance ourselves in this area of, of in the beginning of, in the beginning of all of this stuff, right? How do we balance being quote unquote normal and also avoiding the triggers that want to pull us back. When we are walking with God, especially in the beginning of walking with God, when we say no to sin, yes to God, the enemy turns up the heat. Oh, he turns it up. He's like, oh no, she is not walking away from me. No, no, I'm going to turn this heat up. I'm going to put these flames on. And all, all the stuff that, that she always desires and the, I know how she likes her lust on a platter. I know how, I know, I know what different stuff to put on it, how to make it look nice and juicy and tasty. This is her kind of lust. And I'm going to turn up the heat. I'm going to give you a couple of entrees of this stuff because I don't want you to walk away. This is how the enemy thinks. And so in the beginning, yes, it's difficult. Yes, it's frustrating. But if you hold on. So walking in this thing, what you have to realize, and this comes back to me, I could tell you this over and over and over again. But until you begin to walk by the Spirit and allow God to uh, uh, lead you to see with His eyes, you will not fully understand and grasp what I'm about to say. Those thoughts that you think, those thoughts that come through your mind, all of those negative things that come through your mind are not your own. It is the enemy coming to steal, kill, and destroy. And some of you are saying right now, no, that is my thought because that's how I like it. Right? That's how I like it. What I just tell you, the enemy knows you. He knows what to serve you up on a platter. He knows how you like for it to look. He knows all of that stuff. And if he can, he's the mastermind at this. If he can get you to think that it's your thought, you'll be stuck, which is what he's doing right now. But if you will walk by the spirit instead of worrying about all the other stuff, 
you will have that aha moment to where you go, wait a second, that's not my thought. Then you begin to stand on the word of God, stand in your authority, and then you begin to handle that from a different perspective. And that's what happened to me. The stuff that I still struggled with, I had to allow God to open my eyes so that I could have that aha moment. And all of a sudden I was like, wait a second, that is not my thought. That is literally the enemy. So I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. That is not my thought. I command you enemy, whatever, uh, in whatever form you are here in, I command you to leave right now in the name of Jesus. I bind you and I rebuke you and I command you to leave me. Father God, cover me with the blood of Jesus right now. Father God, cover this house. Father God, continue to renew my mind. You have to go in on the enemy. You have to go in on your authority. The more you do this, the more you allow God to open your eyes, the more you will stand on your authority and you won't allow God, I mean, sorry, you won't allow the enemy to take from you any longer because he will try to take good relationships. He will try to take, um, he will try to take your destiny. He will try to take uh, uh, the things that God is orchestrating in your life to give you provision, to give you help. He will do his best to take these things. So we, as followers of Christ Jesus, we need to come to those aha moments, but you can't do it unless you walk by the flesh. But in order to walk by the flesh, you have to to be willing to say, I may not get it now. I'm listening to Jessica right now. I don't fully get it, but you know what? I'm going to try it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to follow this thing. And guess what, baby? You will have your aha moments uh, along the way. You will have those moments, boom, and you will have those freedoms in Christ Jesus so that the enemy, when he comes at you the way he normally does, those things don't even work no more because you've conquered that. You realize that you are the victor and no longer the victim. So in the beginning, yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, you may feel like you are going absolutely mad trying to, quote unquote, be normal and avoid the triggers that usually set you back. But keep pushing, keep seeking God. Everything comes back down to seeking God. Whether things are good or bad, seeking God, following God, following God, following God, following God, following God. We don't do that good of a job of following God, obeying God, obedience, obedience. Man, these are things that we must do in order to be a victor, no longer a victim. Does that mean that the enemy is going to stop trying to come at you? No, he will try to come at you. But there's going to be a huge difference to the person that is thinking right now. Man, if the enemy is going to keep coming at me, then forget it. I'm going to keep doing me. Let me tell you something. I used to say the same thing. <laughs> I did. Used to say the same thing. But guess what? Now, I see that how the enemy comes at me now, it's a whole different a whole different ball game it's almost like a toddler trying to beat you up a grown adult you're just like yo get out of my face right like really but if it 
But at the beginning of your walk with Christ, it was Goliath coming at you. And you're like, oh my God, this is too much. If I had to deal with this for the rest of my life, no thank you. But as you grow in Christ, you get bigger. Your enemy gets smaller. And you just kind of mush him in the head. Don't Please don't mush a toddler in the head. <laughs> but I hope you get my point when I come, when I, uh, when I speak about that, when it comes to that. So I absolutely love you guys. I thank you for tuning in to the Victory is Greater Than the Struggle and Ex-Lesbian Podcast with myself. If you would like to donate to this ministry, I'd greatly appreciate it. We greatly would appreciate it. Um, your money goes straight to helping me to be able to do these one-on-ones that I do weekly with people around the world. I absolutely love it. Okay. Um, as well as me doing this podcast, carving out the time to be able to do these things. Um, and please check out our YouTube channel and our Instagram channel as well. I love you guys. Have a good one and I'll see you next time.